Magic and Mythos. A deep dive into the history of magic with, with two, two modern mages. Hey, we're back. Back again. Guess who's back? <laughs> oh it's me, God. Katie. I love that. When you tell me I have to start, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. I'm Katie. I'm Amber. And we're back again for the final mother effing episode of this year oh my gosh i am so excited to be done with this dumpster fire of a year f 2020 f 2020 i don't know why i'm censoring that's myself a, that so should much. be our new intro f 2020 that's it and welcome to magic and mythos the podcast f 2020 i know okay yeah <laughs> i don't know why we're censoring hopefully kids aren't listening here's a little warning yeah uh, fuck 2020 fuck 2020 that's what i'm trying to say yeah. so Anyway, yeah, I'm ready. I mean, this is the time of year where we just let things go. Yes. So I'm not only going to let it go, I'm going to let it rip. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it rip. I'm going to toss it in a trash and start and just because burn it. The I'm world's already on fire. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to burn it to I'm ashes. Just, you know, we're having a real time. And <laughs> we are. I am. I'm ready to see what 2021 has to bring. I'm a little bit scared because... I you mean, mean 2021? Did I you said say, 2021. Did you? I thought you said If 20, I didn't, that's what I meant. I swear you said 2020, but I could be wrong. I'm, I just want to zip myself up in a mummy bag <laughs> and go out in the woods somewhere and just live there. Yeah. That I'm would, ready to let go of capitalism and... That sounds a-okay. And work and... All of Bummers it. and just everything. Yeah. Just all the bummers. All the bummers. Politics. Fuck it. Don't even get me started on that one. Oh, it's been a rough time. It's okay, but we have our hot chocolate in hand. Oh, fuck yeah. The best part of waking up in winter is this hot chocolate in my cup. Mm. Is there anything that you are just very ready to let go of particularly, Amber? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think the easier question would be is like, what are you ready to hold on to? What do I want to hold on (laughs) to? What am I just ready? What am I ready to accept? Yes. But I think letting go, I mean just doubt insecurity yeah depression all of it's it. been hard it's been this year's been really hard it's just yeah it's just been really hard so i'm just ready to kind of almost just wash myself i was gonna everything. say wash too i was feeling a real wash vibe yes. coming from you yes and wash. i would like ooh, let's all just picture being in just a hot steamy shower ooh, yes it can be sexual it doesn't have to be <laughs> but it usually is <laughs> whatever you want to do <laughs> But just letting that stuff wash off and like a duck. Yes. Letting the water fall right off your back. Exactly. Just renew your energy. Oh. I just want to, I want to press reset. Yeah, absolutely. If we could delete, I mean, to be fair, I did get engaged and buy my first house this year. So I'm not trying to erase the whole thing. For sure. But if I had to give They're... those two things up for a lot of the other bull crap. Yeah. I'd be doing that. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Don't listen. <laughs> Love you. So, Yeah. We so we thought with the spirit of you know where we're at in the world that I I think we've you know we've been delving into the history of magic yep and I really want us to live in the world of mythos for a little while yeah we haven't done a we lot ha- of we, that we haven't done a lot of that I was thinking about that as well yeah just the we talked about storytelling during the last episode and we, I I told a little story I retold did. a story yeah. I cried one salt tear. 
down my it face. was very like a movie scene one tear falling down everything was silent the yes. tear fell we moved on <laughs> exactly it was beautiful but no i agree i think that you know we need to have and we will have more episodes that focus on the mythos aspect yeah because it's so intertwined. I mean, we certainly are talking about gods and goddesses, and we're talking about all kinds of different eras and belief systems. And for us to talk about magic, we have to be talking about mythos too. Exactly. So, you know, maybe just some episodes on on stories yeah. <laughs> would be great. Because, you know, and that's the thing too, you can have a myth, and you can have multiple, if not hundreds, versions of that myth. Right. And that's the thing that we're finding so interesting is, and I also believe we've touched on this, that idea of the intertwined, interconnectedness of belief systems across the world when there's no real way, logical way that they could have been practicing the same exactly. things. Like, I mean, certainly with the solstices, because that's very visually separate, you know, we know that those things affect the entire world but yeah it's just but fascinating other traditions yeah when you come across very similar traditions in totally different climates and totally different parts of the world oh, i love it it just it's the beauty of as you mentioned the interconnectedness between all of us yeah so both katie and i love this time of year and everything oh, yes. related to it i do especially the hot chocolate oh slurp slurp <laughs> is that gross oh my bad oh with a lot of whipped cream and Ooh. definitely some Baileys. And sprinkles. Oh, yes. Or as my friends call them, sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles. Mm. So we decided to keep in theme with this season and do an episode on two pieces of folklore that are closely intertwined with the Yule Sabbath, the Wild Hunt and Krampus. 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 Oh, I'm so excited. I, I love I love that pronunciation. Yeah, you're going to hear it more. Glad. Glad of that. So I will start off with The Wild Hunt, a story that historically is connected with multiple European cultures and is pre-Christian in origin. Though this folklore is ancient, it actually got popularized by Jacob Grimm in his book Deutsch Mythology. Mm. Jacob Grimm, does that sound familiar? It does. I was going to say that, but I feel like <laughs> you're about to tell me what I already know. I am. Now, if you are wondering, but you are unsure, yes, Jacob was one half of the Grimm brothers who wrote the very popular Grimm's fairy tales. Was he the hot one? I I'm just kidding. Don't know. <laughs> probably. Let's just go with probably. <laughs> Sure. Let's just say sure. Who was in that movie, The Grimm Brothers? Oh, yeah. It was like Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett? Yeah. And Matt it, Damon? Wasn't it Heath Ledger? Was it? Heath Ledger. Was... Heath Ledger. That's a different guy. Heath... I want to say it was. Ledger? It's hard for me to think or talk about Heath Ledger because uh, I know I love. I knew. Oh, my time. God. I'm so sad. Still saddened about that. Well, I still remember the day and oh, where I was and too. what I was doing when I found my out. My dad called me in college and it was a tornado that night and it was purple outside. And he was like, Katie, you need to sit down. And I was like, what, dad? And I, I thought, love that like, your dad called you and told I you I thought that. that my mom had gotten hurt or something crazy with my family. And he was like, are you sitting down? I was like, oh, yeah, my gosh. I'm in my dorm by myself randomly. And he was like, I just saw a headline on CNN.com that looks like he, it looks very likely. And I was like, dad, spit it out. He was like, Heath Ledger oh has my God. died. Oh, and I like black swirls through my eyes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? 
I know. And I I hung up with him. I was like, Dad, it's fine. I'm fine. And I went from my dorm to the student center so that I wouldn't be alone in the middle of a tornado. Okay, so I I just have to say it's kind of crazy because I was also at college at the bursar's office in Santa Monica Community College. Buddy. And I found out because she was actually had the TV playing on the back. And she told she was like, by the way. And I was like, no. But it's kind of crazy that we were in the, you know, kind of college, man. Yeah. College time. What a wild ride. Anyway, anyways, we, yes, we diverge. So the Grimm brothers. So the Grimm brothers. (laughs) The hot one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So now, even if you're not a fan of or have immersed yourself with a lot of European folklore or mythology, it doesn't mean that you have not come upon the folklore of the wild hunt. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have. The story has been continued to be immortalized in one form or another in modern media. I've read books, played games, watched shows and movies that touch upon one or another variation of this folklore. I'm going to bring up a recent and popular example. The game that I absolutely love and is the best game of all time so far, which is Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Oh my God, I knew you were going to say that. And it's my favorite. Oh it's, my god! I've played replayed it like three I don't times. Think I can play it ever again? I remember that I finished that game after a gajillion hours of playing. Yeah, at your house, house sitting while you guys were in Australia. Yeah, and I was hanging out with the dogs, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I haven't fed you in six days. I've been playing <laughs> The Witcher. I don't I, know where I am." I come back, and they're like, they're "Totally <laughs> cracked out like crazy." I'm just in there, haven't showered. I actually have an imprint in the couch because I haven't yes. put the controller down. Yeah. Oh God, such it's such a, a great game. game. Yeah. And if you couldn't tell by the name. <laughs> Or have no clue what I'm talking about. It's a game where you play a witcher by the name of Geralt, who is in search of his ward, Ciri, who is all over the place trying to evade the wild hunt, who are out to get her. And they seem very scary in the game. They and are. I, they're so scary. I remember oh. every time you come upon them, and and that, it just, it freaks me out. Oh, they're these huge hulking guys in black. It's just very dramatic. Yeah. It's very dramatic. I love it. Yeah. So, anywho... As we know from our previous episode, Yule, also known as Yuletide, was a 12-day festival that corresponds with the winter solstice and was originally celebrated by the Germanic peoples of Europe. It was one of the most important times of the year as it was a time of direct worship of their gods who were often referred to as Yule beings. Yule beings. Not quite. (laughs) But sure. Close. Close. (laughs) Now, there are many Norse gods, and I am super beyond excited to have many future episodes where we delve deeper into the pantheon and the associated mythology and folklore. Yeah. Like, super, super excited. Just love everything about Norse mythology and the folklore. It's just... Another good game, God of War 3. Love it. Really great, really great for Norse mythology. God of War 4 is going to come out soon. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe it already came out. Do you want to have a different podcast where all we do is talk about video games? Can't... Yes. Please. Yes. I think that that is something. (laughs) If you, you agree, let us know. Yeah. Please click here. So... Yule time, though, and the wild hunt specifically was most often associated with Odin, the one-eyed all-father god of both war and death, also referred to as Woden or Yolnir, which translates to master of Yule. Yule guy. Yule guy. Now, just like any other folklore, the wild hunt varies based on what part of Europe you are from, but traditionally the wild hunt is a host of the dead or a procession of spectral huntsmen and discarnate spirits that ride through the skies 
particularly during the 12 nights of Yuletide, led by one or more of the gods, making the sounds of strong winds and storms and taking the souls of the dead or the incautious wanderers with them as they pass. I'm staying inside. Yeah. Definitely good idea. Bye. Again, depending where the story originated, the culture at that time and the local landscapes, a lot of the aspects of the story can vary. The hunting party is sometimes made of fairies or Valkyries. In some tales, it's participants or elves, and in others, it's demons. But no matter what beings are involved, there is a consensus throughout. And that is, these are devilish beings you don't want to party with or even meet. They bad. They bad. You do, you're you like, no, thank you. You're like, you, you hear something, you turn around, and you hide. You get back in your house. That's always been Quarantine. the consensus. Exactly. Quarantine time. Buddy. As I mentioned previously, Odin is one of the most associated with leading the wild hunt, but there have been others mentioned as leading this ghostly hunting party, including corrupted forms of evil, Old Mother Frost, the devil himself, and also Necht Ruprecht, one of the companions of St. Nicholas, better known as Krampus. Krampus! Yes. Yes. However... No matter who led the wild hunt or which figures participated in this ghastly army of spectrals, if a person saw this procession, it was seen as a presage or omen of some catastrophe. Buddy. Yep. So we're talking about war. We're talking about plague or death of the witnesser. I wonder who saw it this time. What time? The wild hunt must have been raging through the sky. Yeah, right? Pre-2020. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was like, wait, what time? Like, imagine February. Imagine February... We're like seeing CNN headlines that were like, whoa, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the sky. What's that? Oh, is it a bird? Is it a plane? It's Odin. He has one eye. He looks real mean. He's at 2020 is going to be a dumpster fire. Okay. God. Another omen it could be was the abduction to the underworld or fairy kingdom. And in some instances, it was also believed that people's spirits could be pulled away during their sleep to join the cavalcade. Oh, so staying in your house is not actually safe. Awesome. No. You could try. Listen, whatever's meant to happen will happen. Exactly. That's where I'm at. Okay. You know, it's kind of cool though. Imagine kind of being on this wild hunt. Like it it looks pretty epic. Yeah. And so actually there are some, I mean, there are some amazing paintings that I feel really perfectly depict the glory of this freaking chaotic procession. Whoa. But two particularly stand out to me and I will make sure that we post them on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to look them up as you say them so I can see them. Yeah. And react in time. One is The Wild Hunt of Odin by Peter Nikolai Arbo. It was painted in 1872 and currently resides at the National Gallery in Oslo. Epic, right? Oh, oh my God. That is wild. So you have Odin there. I believe Thor is there as well. Tons of other ghastly spirits and souls and demons. Whoa, like tons. Yeah, and it's, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, do I want to be a part of that? No. If I was pulled into it, you know, maybe it'd be kind of cool. Wow. Doesn't that look epic? I mean, it looks like a party for sure. Exactly. The second is called... Die Wilde Jagd, also translated to The Wild Hunt, by Johann Wilhelm Cordes, painted in 1856. Hopefully my German pronunciation was not as horrible. as That one, see, that one's also very intense. Yeah. That one has a clear leader. Yes, a very clear leader. Yeah, I don't want to see that. (laughs) I'm going to pass. You'll pass? I'm going to go in my bed and put my you don't sheets want, over my head. You want me to call Odin and tell him you pass? I tell him I'm good. Okay, yeah, you're I'm good. I'm going to be good on that one. <laughs> 
So before I hand it off to Katie and we delve into Krampus, I will leave you with a quote that I feel perfectly describes an encounter with the wild hunt. When the winter winds blow and the Yule fires are lit, it is best to stay indoors, safely shut away from the dark paths and the wild heats. Those who wander out by themselves during the Yule nights may hear a sudden rustling through the tops of the trees, a rustling that might be the wind, though the rest of the wood is still. But then the barking of dogs fills the air and the host of the wild souls sweeps down, fire flashing from the eyes of the black hounds and the hooves of the black horses. Yeehaw! Oh, buddy. <laughs> yes. That's rough. Well, and that's actually a more modern quote, but I just thought it's... it. I feel it. I mean, it. I, that makes my stomach turn. Yeah. In a way that is both exciting and terrifying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you know, we're in this winter solstice, post-winter solstice, still pretty freaking dark outside period of time. So we know from these solstices that when there's, and really throughout the rest of life, where there's light, there must be dark. Where there's joy, there must be sorrow. Where there's Christmas cheer, there's a half goat, half demon who performs bodily harm on children who misbehave. That's right, folks. Of course. We are talking about everybody's favorite Yuletide devil, Krampus. Yay! Yes. <laughs> That's scooch close. Scooch close. <laughs> With a naughty list rivaling, easily rivaling the nice list held by his far adored companion, Saint Nicholas. Krampus is known to join in the holiday festivities in places like Austria, Bavaria, Northern Italy. I said, oh, I knew I was going to do that. And what country is it? I don't think I heard of that uh, one. It's Italy. It's a little bit between (laughs) Northern Italy and several others in that region. The origins of Krampus stretch back to Germanic folklore. So we're just like straight up Germanic which isn't just Germany, BT dubs, that's yeah. like Alpine. So this is pre-Christian Alpine tradition, so around the Alps. And Krampus's appearance is well known throughout Europe and also through album covers from metal bands <laughs> around the world. The name Krampus comes from the Middle High German word Krampen, which means claw. And that word is still used in some dialects today, but it is usually used to describe either a pickaxe, claw, okay. or a very unattractive person. Wow. So you're like, that person is cramping. Like, dang, he be cramping. <laughs> oh my God. Dang. We got to, yep, that's in the lexicon. Wow. So there's even a rumor that he's the son of the Norse god of the underworld, Hell, who's descended from Loki. So we got like, you know, chaos. Of course. What's up? Though Krampus' origins date back to pre-Christian eras, his description reminds us, and by us I mean me, but hopefully you too, of a few figures in Wicca, paganism, and Christianity. So he's covered in a thick layer of black hair. He has cloven hooves, the horns of a goat. So we conjure some solid visuals. We got the Christian devil, the horn god. And honestly, the any lead singer of a metal band nailed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can think of at least six. I don't know their names. That's not my jam, but... I recognize it. The only difference there is that his tongue is usually hanging way, way far out of his mouth. That's like, hot. Mm, <laughs> is it? That it just makes be. me think of think of what's his face from Kiss. I literally almost said Steven Tyler, and I know that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yes, thank is. you. I don't Good know Lord. why I'm blanking out. It's been a oh. long night. 
Y'all. Uh, yeah. Me and my y'all. You and your y'all. It's fine. I'll let you have it tonight. So he also has fangs that are just dripping with something, which could be blood, spit, the bodies of bad children, mm, mm. all of the above, most likely. He carries chains covered in bells, bundles of birch branches called ruten, which are used to swat the bad kitties. And he often has a sack or a basket strapped to his back. So this ain't no Santa sack full of presents. This is like the yin to Santa's yang. Instead, Krampus uses this giant sack to carry away children to hell. Oh, that sounds like fun. I know, right? Where he and the other demons and devils would feast upon their young supple flesh. Narf. Yeah. That sounds not cute. And it's actually, I read in some places that it was only for a year. So the kid would basically do like a year of penance. Oh, I love that though. But the logistics of that are like, do you, your kid's just gone for a year and he comes back? Is that like the one kid in school who moved away for it's a while? It's kind of like boarding school, right? Oh. Right? You oh send my God, him away. Boarding school it. was hell. Yes. What, it probably is. Yeah. It, it, I know people, I know, well, people, older people who went in like British boarding school, like my, my husband's parents yeah he said he was gonna do that to your kids by the way oh yeah i i I, who said i didn't (laughs) want to do that as well fine i just (laughs) thought thought i'd mention that (laughs) so with this visual there's also a connection to wicca because birch in the rutin that krampus carries is considered one of wicca's nine sacred woods and it provides a connection to the spirit world and the dead so when do you need to watch out for this bad boy of christmas December 5th, which just so happens to be called Krampusnacht. Ooh. Let me try that again. Yeah, Krampusnacht. Ooh, yeah. Krampusnacht. I have a not good German accent or a good, you know, ability to speak German at all. Anyway, it's the night before December 6th, ha ha ha, which is the feast of St. Nicholas in many European countries. So it's a night when this hairy, nasty devil roams the street looking for naughty children to drag away with <laughs> naughty. him. Naughty. Naughty. Naughty children to drag away with him, or he may swat them with his birch branches that he carries. On Krampusnacht and throughout the Yuletide season, offerings of schnapps are made to Krampus. Mm, I hate schnapps. It's yeah, so but I'll be drinking that peach schnapps. So I wonder if he likes peach schnapps or he's like a Rumplemints kind of boy. No, he's definitely a Rumplemints. Yeah, he'd be like Rumplemints. Okay, Goldschlager. Goldschlager. Oh my oh. god, we were great minds think alike fireball all of those are just i would drink goldschlager because i love cinnamon really i mean i've done fireballs and goldschlager i don't think i would choose to do that <laughs> well, it was desperate times own. call for desperate measures to each their like. own amber that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> so he uh, the people would offer him schnapps bundles of gold painted rutin rutin were these are the birch bundles were left to remind children to be good, lest they be chased through the streets by the Christmas devil himself. Mm. Okay, young Sally, little Benjamin, don't, don't forget. Don't be naughty. Krampus, come, come get you. Okay, well, for generations, Krampus parades have been celebrated throughout the Alpine region, as I said. On any given Krampusnacht, you will find dozens of demonic creatures running through the streets, leaving coal on doorsteps, ringing cowbells, more cowbell, <laughs> to chase out ghosts. And yeah, they're all grown-ass people dressed in hairy half-goat, half-demon clothes. And Krampus carton can also be found in stores. And these were very popular greeting cards featuring Krampus as he was stuffing children into his sack. Okay. Great image. Great image. Very scary, actually. Yeah. I could see being a child and just being like, I don't play that. Oh, I'm definitely... Yeah, I feel like that's a great way to get kids to be obedient. That's my favorite. (laughs) That's I'm using it. 
And you also may find greeting cards, Krampus carton, that are a little more salacious, a little Ooh. nastier. Like, and please do explain. They feature Krampus proposing to busty women. Oh. Maybe dragging them away to his underground oh. lair, which reminds me very much of like a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, but oh, like gosh. hairier, a longer tongue, just nastier. Okay. <laughs> Probably smells a little different, but whatever. So there's also this idea that Krampus hates Christmas, but that's not actually true. So his night is closer to the beginning of December, and it's celebrated around the closer to the winter solstice than the Christian holiday, December 25th. And he is one of the companions of St. Nicholas, so they go around together, and he Krampus basically takes care of the naughty list when you think that of the nice sense. versus I the mean, naughty. St. Nicholas, he needs some help. And there's a bunch of, there's like seven or eight or more other demons and devils that kind of follow them and are part of their... Their, their party. Their posse. Their yeah. posse. I think one of them is called Bell Snickle, but I might have just made that up. Did <laughs> I? A, Doesn't I mean, that sound like that something? That sounds like it could be made up or that it could be something. I think it's real. Anyway, I... I know that Google someone's going to let us for know. Sure. Yeah. We'll <laughs> so just hit us up. Let us know what what we're making if up Belch and what we're Nickel getting right. One of the companions. So he doesn't hate Christmas. According to the Weekly Druid, most of the traditional Krampusnacht fun runs, as they call them, include participants who spend all summer creating masks and costumes in secret. And they are Krampus masks and costumes. So on the night of the fun run, The young 20-something men in town who were costumed head-to-toe, covered in a mask, were the um, partygoers, and they were unrecognizable to each other and other townsfolk. So that allowed them to truly transform into this beast of December, beast of the Yuletide. They would run around swatting children with branches, causing general mischief. They could whip anyone they wanted, from business owners to the local nobility, whoever they wanted. No one was safe from Krampus's sick revenge. (laughs) Trying to get revenge on those evildoers and immoral people of I'm any okay with that. Can he come here in 2020 and take care of some it's people? It's the purge. For us? Krampus Night is the purge. Oh, I love those movies. Is that God, weird? Me too. No, I love it. So this also totally reminds me of Saturnalia, which is the shifting of power from the oppressor to the oppressed for an evening. It's like laying the leveling the playing field for a night. It's absolutely absurd to me that it's only one night of the year. Yeah. But like I get it because you know, you give an inch, take a mile, whatever. And like, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep the hierarchy in place or, you know, everyone might be treated equally in that. And that's, you know, the one percenters don't definitely want that. That's the devil. That's the actual devil. Okay. God. I know. So in modern times, North America started to pick up on the delightful personality of this expressly European demon. And you can find festivals and events solely dedicated to Krampus throughout the US and Canada. And some think this might have to do with the anti-Christmas celebrations being on the rise. But I like to think that, like we said before, any excuse to make children behave better is just (laughs) good enough for me. Yes. Krampus for when Santa is not enough. I love Or better yet, as Jeremy Seeger's organizer of Orlando's Krampus Knocked Festival says, why watch out when Santa Claus comes to town? Because Krampus is coming to get you. <laughs> Scooch closer. Scooch closer. And it also reminds me, my friend in town here in Portland, she just recently moved. She, her name is Mandy Stockholm. 
Lady Stockholm, and she always does this big holiday winter show where she sings the most epic metal songs that she's written, and she's dressed to the nines. Oh, wow. Stunningly beautiful, and she always features Krampus in the most hysterical ways. Is this in Portland? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so when COVID is gone, yeah, I exactly. definitely need to see It's not this. happening this year, but keep an eye out. Lady Stockholm's winter holiday show, I believe it's called. I could be wrong. Uh, winter holiday show, yeah. yeah. She's amazing and an um, awesome performer, great voice, and Krampus. You can get your picture taken with Krampus. That's and fantastic. And he will feel you up. He will enact those Krampus cartons Ooh. in ways that you just Hopefully. might not actually want when you get there (laughs) yeah hopefully not put you in a sack and take you away there there are some sacks there yes i think maybe we're on two different never mind anyway it's just well that's krampus anyways krampus so everybody be good it ain't just coal you're gonna find in your sack no i gotta go my ride's here (laughs) bye katie Today, we are going to go back to our roots, and we are going to, for our bi-weekly offering, offer up a tarot reading, and this is going to be a little tarot reading for everybody for just getting us out of this year. Slump. Yeah, getting us out of the slump, the dumpster slump that we're in. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have Amber do this reading and pick some cards. Will you first, with your non-dominant hand, cut the deck? Right. And with that same non-dominant hand, if you will pick three cards, I will talk about what we're doing here. We're going to do a three-card reading. So the first card's going to be about what we want to embrace this year. And then the second card will be about what we need to accept, which is going to be a lot. Oh my God, why is there a stack of 50 cards? Why do I feel so anxious? I know. And then the the third card's going to be about letting go. So the first card, embracing, oh, so lovely. The six of cups, which to me is like looking at your past. So if we're thinking about this as something to embrace, I especially think around this time of year, we're often around family and we are asked to look at traditions that we have enacted. And I think especially this time of year, it makes so much sense to really embrace those traditions of your youth. Or maybe you're looking at them with rose-colored glasses and they are aren't working for you this year and you need to kind of reconsider what tradition looks like. But I do believe that there is a desire to embrace tradition again, to look at the things that bring you joy and that have always brought you joy. Maybe not things that are newer, but things that have that you remember from childhood making you happy. And I think that children have this beautiful ability to latch onto joy. Yes. And that's really special. And I, and I think that For a lot of people, this time of year is complicated, but I do think that many of us can find some joy from the Yuletide season on some level, whether it's non-traditional, so to speak, or not. So yeah, accepting or embracing tradition, embracing the things that bring us joy. This is acceptance. The Page of Cups. So we've got another cup. Another cup. This is probably my favorite card in the tarot deck because... The visual here is just the cutest and the page of cups is the cutest boy. He's like, he's just like willing to dive in and willing to pivot and willing to change and looking for, he's always looking for the creative answer to something like he's a a young man in a brightly colored floral tunic with a great wrap around his head. That's kind of reminiscent of, of water waves. He's holding a cup in his hand and has got a, his other hand on his hip and he's looking into the cup at a fish that happened to be in his cup. And to me, it's like, he's probably like chit-chatting, talking, talking. And all of a sudden he looks down and he's like, 
there's a fish in my cup. What are you doing there, you crazy thing? And that always brings me so much joy. Again, this is really very sweet. And the page in the tarot is often, you know, new ideas. And to me, seeing this in a place of acceptance is that we are being asked to accept these massive changes and to think creatively about them and to find ways to make them feel joyful and feel emotionally high rather than emotionally low. Because this is all brand new for everybody. There is not a person except my hundred and almost three-year-old grandmother who's been through a worldwide pandemic before. So I think, yeah, that we're being asked to accept these wild changes with some level of grace and humor. So then what what are we ready to let go of? Yeah! Oh, God. God, that's that's cool. That's a pretty yeah that's this sometimes the readings that you do you're like yeah yeah that makes sense i mean all of these cards have made sense but that one especially so this is the nine of swords reversed so this is asking us to let go of these nightmares let go of the stress let go of all of the stuff that's keeping us up at night that's waking us up in the middle of the night i've had the worst sleep of my life the last six months i have not been sleeping yeah eight nine months jesus where are we yeah nine months seriously yeah, I've not been sleeping at all. And so this is seems like it's telling us, you know, we have to embrace the things that make us happy, accept change as joy yeah. or with joy and grace and humor and then let go of the of the the anxiety and I also think, you know, the interplay between accepting things with grace and humor and and letting go of anxiety those mm-hmm. are very similar to me in terms of being able to kind of come to terms with what's happening in our world right now so maybe let's just leave it there and say 2021 is going to be a year where we take a step back think about what's important to ourselves and look at things in a new light so yeah it may feel like it's getting worse and worse and things keep happening and we did see the murder hornets twice last year but or things this past will year get better but yeah but things will get better or we will get used to them and our new normals and will. find creative solutions to yeah. kind of and the, and make new traditions yeah i i like that and i think overall so, a, a point aspect of this kind of layout as well and what these cards are telling us is also being able to accept when we're not feeling great and like being able to accept the light with the darkness we talked about this earlier it's being like you can't let something go unless you've accepted that you're dealing with it and you're feeling it and you're in it right and so you have to accept that and say you know what okay i am feeling this way you know i am angry or i am mad or i am sad or i am depressed that's okay and first accepting that and saying that's okay and then saying okay now now that I've accepted it I can let it go I can move forward yeah and I don't need to let it keep me up at night if I can help that exactly I'm also a big fan of popping a Benadryl because oh no, I'm kidding <laughs> kind of <laughs> I should tell an OPM for me oh man so that's it and we are so grateful for you to have joined us these last few months we're having a blast and we hope you are too we hope you are too and we will see you next year which is crazy i love when we get to say that even though it's a couple days away (laughs) i hope everyone is safe on new year's doing your your fun quarantine parties yeah and (laughs) etc starting your own new traditions exactly oh yeah let some stuff go work your practices what do whatever just yeah anything. listen take do the time you yeah no take no just just take the time do yourself a favor we need to do the same thing just yeah. take, take a moment for yourself and figure out what brings happiness and do that 
and Whether bring it to your altar long, or yeah. it's a hour long or it's a day long. Right. I just think that with all the chaos and everything that's going on, we, we tend to lose sight of us and what is going to help heal us and make us feel better. And I think, you know, we all deserve a moment to do that and to take the time to do yeah, whatever it takes to make happy. us feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much a self-care thing which is kind of an overused term at this point, but so important because so many of us haven't gotten it down yet. (laughs) Uh, We could use treat yourself. Treat yourself. Exactly. So thank you again for listening. If you want to see some pictures from the episode today, the paintings that of the wild hunt that we mentioned, among other things, a couple good Krampus cartons, Krampus cotton. There's a little German accent from the expert. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's me. You can check out our Instagram at magic and mythos and our twitter at underscore magic and mythos our facebook magic and mythos podcast you can also find us on itunes spotify stitcher all those great places that you can listen to your very own audio of our podcast (laughs) you got it you eventually got it and if you are enjoying yourself we would love for you to leave a five-star review on any of those platforms apple podcasts google all these things. They're really helpful for us to get our message, our podcast out there to more people. It puts us on some lists and all kinds of stuff. So leave us a five-star review, share, tell your friends, invite one person to listen next time or this time, whatever. And and then if you uh, would like to reach out to us at all to give us some ideas for topics or just say hey, any comment, feedback, Then our email address is magicandmythospodcast at gmail.com. And you can find our sources and our contact page, et cetera. More information on the episodes at magicandmythospodcast.com. And until next time. As above. So below.